Today, the sermon text is taken from Daniel chapter 1. But before I start, I want to ask you this simple question. Do you know where can you see this word in the Bible? Bethesda. Where do you see this word in the Bible? For those of you that are scholars or you are well-versed in the Bible, you'll realize that this name is found in the book of Daniel. In fact, it, it was the Babylonian, Babylonian name that, that was given to prophet um, Daniel. And that is where we want to study the Word of God today in Daniel chapter 1. I entitled the sermon um, today as No Compromise. You will see that in the book of Daniel, they were, Daniel and the friends and the people of God, they were living in a place of foreign country, in a foreign place with full of idolaters, with full of idols, full of um, uh, 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 worshippers of other gods. And they were given into another environment where they are prone to compromise with their values, with their belief system, with all that they have been taught in Jerusalem by their parents, by the laws of the Bible. And you will see that how Daniel is going to resolve and purpose in his heart, even though he's living in a world that is against the values of God, he stands firm and you will see how God prosper him, how God make him successful, and how God honour him as he honours God. You see, in our life, we are filled with many decisions. In your life and in my life, every single day, there are decisions that we make. Whether to go left or whether to go right, whether to eat chicken rice or Hokkien mee, whether to go to this church or that church, whether to compromise a little here or a little there. In life, we are filled with choices. Daniel, the people in the Bible, uh, Daniel was given a lot of choices then. You will see that later. And how he stands firm despite of all the different value system that is pricking him and all surrounding him. It is very similar like today, we are living in Singapore and there will be a lot of value system and things that does not honour God and how we handle all this issue. And that's exactly what we want to discover from the book of Daniel today. It's the story of Daniel and his three friends, how they will be brought into um, Babylon to Babylonize them. King Nebuchadnezzar will want to brainwash them in many areas. And how you will see these young people, by the way, they were about 15 to 16 years old when they are plagued with so many distractions, so many temptations, so many things that causes them to compromise. But yet, at the age of 16, their friends stood firm. How did they do that? How did God make all these things happen? Let's look at the... Bible in Daniel chapter 1. You know, as I was reading Daniel chapter 1, I have observed, I have observed these three simple things. I see the problems that the people then are facing. I see how God, I see how, how God protected them as well, and I see how God promoted them in their life. First, let's see the problems that the Daniel and the three friends were facing. Number one, they were given a new place. They were all brought up in Jerusalem, in, the city, in, in Judah, and they were being, probably being taught by their parents about the law of Moses, about the law, all the laws in the Bible. And they are taught that they are supposed to be worshipping the one and only God, one and only God, Jehovah God. There, there is no other God before them. They are taught about the wisdom of the Bible. They are taught about the laws, all the laws in the Bible. 
And now they are given a new place. And what happened in this new place? The Bible tells us, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. So what happened is that they were living in Jerusalem, in the city of Judah, uh, enjoying God's presence, worshipping with God's people. But one day, King Nebuchadnezzar came in and to besiege the city, the country, and they were all taken into captivity and to exile to a new place. They were under a new environment. They were under a new um, government. They were under a new value of system. And the Lord gave Joachim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God, and they brought them to the land of Shina, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Daniel and the friends, and the three friends, they were all brought into a new place. New environment, new culture. You know, when we go to a new place, a new culture, we have to learn new things, isn't it? I, I was reading, uh, doing some research, I realised that there are different cultures that's happening all around the world. There is a place in Kenya that they will spit at the, on their hands before shaking um, them and before shaking their hands. Can you imagine if we were to do that in Singapore? You will probably slap the guy's face when, if the person spit on the hands and shake your head. Uh, shake your hand, not shake your head. And there's another country, um, they love to be, arriving, to be arriving late because that is their culture, that's their system, and they, because it's a very relaxed pace and relaxed place, and when it comes to business or a big so- social event, arriving late simply means taking a big entrance. Can you imagine you do that in Singapore? Your boss is going to kill you, your boss is going to mark you down. In another country, South Africa, it's their traditions to throw out their furniture out of the window as a celebration of the new year. You do that in Singapore, the government will come and find you. Uh, in, of course, in our uh, Middle East country, our neighbouring country, never use your left hand when you eat food because it's just rude and unsanitized. When we go to different culture, different places, culture change, value system change, and king uh, Nebuchadnezzar were trying to bring the world culture into the people of God. You will see that uh, more and more. In fact, when, king, when, when Daniel and the three friends were to visit uh, Babylon, they will realize that Babylon is an amazing country. They will have these seven wonders of the ancient uh, wonders. It's called the Hanging Garden. It's debatable. Uh, historian has debated about whether it's here or another place. But whatever the case, it's an amazing country full of worldly wisdom, full of worldly architecture, and it's an amazing place. And Daniel and the three friends were exposed to all these things. They were not just exposed to the new area, they are exposed to the false god that King Nebuchadnezzar was worshipping. In Babylon, they will have seven temples worshipping different seven deities. They will have be worshipping the Aku god, which means the moon god. They will worship the fire god. They will worship the god of wisdom. They will worship all kinds of god. And Daniel and the three friends were exposed to all these things. So number one, we see that there's a problem because they're transferred into a new era, new place, new culture. Not just that, they were given a new kind of knowledge. King Nebuchadnezzar knew that in order to influence people, the best person to target are the young people because they are like a sponge. They will absorb whatever that you teach them, that you'll be teaching them. King Nebuchadnezzar knew that. That's why King Nebuchadnezzar commanded um, 
at um, Ashpenazi's chief eunuch to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, which means Daniel and all the three friends that we're going to look today, they are, come from royal family. They have been well-versed with the word of God. They have been well-taught of the things of God. They are, they, King Nebuchadnezzar commanded them to find youth without blemish, means handsome, not me, of good appearance, skillful in all wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding, with learning, and to be competent to stand in the king's palace. And what King Nebuchadnezzar wants to do is to teach them the literature, the language of Chaldeans, which are Aramic. King Nebuchadnezzar wants to change not just the location, they want to empower them, in a sense, with new knowledge, with new wisdom that is not from the Word of God, but from the world. Can you imagine now, in our day and age, our young people, what they are exposed to, all kinds of wisdom of the world, they will tell you, hey, young people, YOLO! You only live once. Don't care about what your parents say. Don't care about what your teachers say. Do what you love. Do what you like. Self-love. Love yourself more than any other things. That's what the world is teaching our young people. King Nebuchadnezzar knew in order to win over the people, starts from the young. And can you imagine the young people nowadays, what they are facing, what they are struggling with, um, all the lies and all the wisdoms of the world, and that's exactly what Nebuchadnezzar was trying to do. New place, new knowledge. Now they were given a new diet. What is this diet? The king assigned to them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. And they were educated for three years. Three years of brainwashing them, changing who they are, changing their identity, changing their culture, changing their belief system. And at the time, they were to stand before the king. What is so a big a deal to drink of the food of the king and of the wine that, they, that he drank? Isn't that amazing? If you were there, of course you want to eat all the T-bone steak, all the rib eye steak, all the amazing food the king that was provided, isn't it? If you were I, we were in a place, we would want to enjoy what the world will have to offer, the abalone, the, the yushin, or whatever you will have come to your mind. We want to enjoy the food because the king eat good food and drink good wine. But what to us may seem like just food, right? But do you know that the Daniel and the Hebrews boys, they were taught in the Bible to honour God because food that's offered to idols, you shall not partake of them. King Nebuchadnezzar, he, he, he was a very religious person. He will be worshipping many false gods and probably high chance, most of the scholars say, he will be eating food that's offered to idols and he'll be eating all these things. And Daniel knew in his heart, the Bible tells him in, in Exodus chapter 34, that you shall worship no other God for the Lord whose name, whose very name is Jealous. It's a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. You shall not make any treaties of any kinds of the people living in the land. They last after their gods. Offering sacrifices to them, they will invite you to join them in their sacrificial meals and you will go with them. A little compromise here, it will end up you were going with them and following their culture and traditions and stuff. 
Daniel and the three friends knew that it's not just food. It is food that's offered to idols. It is food that's going to defile them as Hebrews, boys and girls. There are problems, place, knowledge, and so on and so forth. Now, there's another problem that you will see in this text. They were given a new name. Name are important in the Old Testament. Name represents who they are in actual um, life. You will see that Daniel, please forgive me, my, my name's pronunciation is not that good. Ananiah, Mishael, and uh, Azariah of the tribe of Judah, and the chief of Yunak gave them names. From Daniel, changed to another name, Bethashazah. Hananiah, he changed to Shadrach. Mishael, he changed to Meshach. And Azariah, he changed to Abednego. To us, nothing wrong. When we look at the book of Daniel, we just skim through it, right? But if you go back to the original word, Daniel means God is my judge. Hananiah means the Lord is gracious. Mishael means who is like our God. Azariah means the Lord is my help. This is who they are because they represent God as a Hebrew boys. Their names are identifying them for who they really believe in. But when they change their name, guess what? They, King Nebuchadnezzar changed their name to. Changed to a Babylonian name. Changed to Baal, protect the king. Baal is one of the most famous gods during the time and they will be worshipping uh, everyone will be worshipping the god of Baal. Baal. He said Baal will protect the king. Another person's name will change to command of Aku. Aku means a moon god that they're worshipping. Who is like our moon god? Servants of Nabu. You see, they are given a new name. They are given a new culture. They are given a new diet. They are given a new knowledge and wisdom. You see, in our life, in Singapore, in the young people's life, and even in your life, they are exposed to all kinds of wrong things. They are taught now, they will, be, they will have to make many choices in their life. They are taught that, hey, challenge your thoughts on sexuality. Hey, challenge your thought in abortion. Nothing wrong with it. As long as you love it, you like it, nothing wrong with all these things. Challenge your thought in cohabitation. Challenge your thought in sex before marriage. When the word of God is clear in the Bible of certain things, that the values and principles and systems. But the world will come in and challenge our young people. The world will creep in to challenge our, our youth, our children, our varsity, and even our young adults. God help us. You see, as we journey through life, there are going to be constant attempts by the devil and the world to get to let us down our guts, to conform us and to give in to world standard and to do things that we know is wrong. I don't know about you, I have experienced it so many times in the youth ministry where the youth will come and tell me, hey, my friend is trying to tell me, just yesterday, one of the boys, uh, the same boy of last week, hey, you think my, I was texting my friends and I want to share with him the gospel and he was sharing with me about, do you think the LGBTQ people, they say, is it a sin, is it not a sin? And the world is changing. Our culture are changing in, the, in Singapore and in the world. What are you going to do as parents? What are you going to do as a church? Are we going to stand for the word of God? Are we going to stand for the system of the world? Are we going to give in? Or are we going to give in to God or to the world? 
the world tells us many things. A little compromise there. Don't worry, just, just date as you want, just like you change your clothes. Just, just keep dating and dating and dating until you find the, the person you like and until the person that you like giving to whatever you want. That's what the world tells us. Sex before marriage is perfectly fine. Cohabitation is perfectly fine. If you do not know, if you, if you haven't tried out, then how will you know he is your partner? The value of the world subtly, slowly can creep into the world and creep into the church and Christians may give in a little here, a little there. That is the problem that Nebuchadnezzar was trying to give to them and that's the problems that Daniel and the three friends, they were facing. Today, I can list down many, 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 many things how the world has plicked into our life, into our church. But you will see something amazing. Daniel and the three friends, they purpose in their heart do something. Despite the environment they were being, they were being at, they resolve in their hearts, they purpose in their heart. And let's look at their purpose. The Bible tells us that they say no to what the world is giving to them. They say no to the food that will defile them. God says, but Daniel resolved in his heart that resolved that he will not defile himself with king's food or the wine that he drank. Therefore, he asked the chief or eunuch to allow him to not defile himself. He knows because Exodus 35, 34 says that you shall not eat food that's offered to idols. He knows. He knows that and he do not want to res- he, he resolve in his heart. In King James, the Bible tells us that he purposed in, in his heart that he will not defile God. Well, many of us give many excuses, right? But it's just a small thing. Well, everyone is doing it. Why can't I do what the world is trying to tell me? Hey, all the young people around King Nebuchadnezzar, they're all handsome, well-knowledgeable, skillful in all these things. Well, they're all doing it. Why can't I be doing it? Maybe we give excuses that, ah, you know what? I will obey King Nebuchadnezzar outwardly. I'll eat the food, but inside my heart, I worship God. We just keep the faith to ourselves. Maybe some of the things that we say in the world, we are already in the world. What difference will it make in our life? Hey, the, my father, my parents, they are, in, they are besieged, they are being kept captive. They will not know what I am doing, isn't it? I'm in my own room eating the food. Nothing wrong, nobody will know. Well, I'm forced to. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar, if he says that I don't eat the food, my head will roll. I'm forced to, I have no other choice. That is rubbish. He has a choice and we all have a choice. Well, God will understand, Right? Our Jehovah God is a God that forgives. Ah, yeah, just compromise a little bit here, a little bit there. God will forgive me. Isn't the Bible says that as far as it is, it's from the West, so far He will remove my sins. Isn't for us in the New Testament, the Bible tells us there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus our Lord and we can do whatever we want. We know God is forgiving and we can find excuses after excuses. God understands, right? But Daniel did not do that. Daniel did not do what the world is doing. Daniel focused in his mind uh, to do what is right. You can always find an excuse when you, our deceitful heart, do not want to do what is right, do not want to honour God, do not want to obey God because He loves us, because we want to honour Him kind of thing. You cannot corrupt a man from the outside. You can change the culture, you can change the environment, 
but you can't change a character, a character that's anchored in the Word of God, a character that loves God, a character that honor, honors God for the rest of his life. Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. He wants to honor God and God honors him. Daniel resolved. And guess what happened? When he made that decision to honor God, the Bible tells us another beautiful word, and God. Every time when you choose to honor God, God will do something. The Bible tells us if you honor him, he will honor you. And God, after he made the decision in his heart, the purpose in his heart, I will not defile God. And God gave Daniel favor, compassion, which means empathy, in the sight of the chief of eunuchs. And the chief of eunuchs says, said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, King Nebuchadnezzar, the king, who assigned you food and drinks. For, you, for why should he see that you were in worse condition than you who are at your own age? You see, in his mind, of course it's fair, if, if he don't eat anything, he don't eat food that's offered to idols, that's offered to the king, all the good food, all the amazing wine, of course in his mind he would think that their health will deteriorate, deteriorate, will become worse, and so on and so forth. And you would endanger my head with the king. It is a legit concern. But God found favor. God gave Daniel favor. And Daniel said to the servant of the chief of eunuch and and assign uh, Daniel and the three friends. You, go, you know what? Um, let's do this. I know that I don't want to defile God, and I want your head to be still attached. Let's do this. Let's test your servant for 10 days. Uh, let us, just give us vegetables and waters to, to drink, cereals, just anything that is vegetarian, give it to us. And, and these are the food that will not be defiling my body. These are the food that will honor God. And I will do that. Just give us food and vegetables. Uh, just give us vegetables and waters and, and, and to drink and to, and to eat. Then I will let our appearance and the appearance of our youth who eat this food be observed by you and deal with your servant according to what you see. If you see that my health and my, my body fat becomes lesser and lesser and lesser, I become weak, Okay, you do whatever you want. Just kill me or whatever. But if you don't see that, then what is next? Then you will see that in the next verse. Some of you may, some of you may, may be thinking, wow, is it you are calling us to be vegetarian, just like Daniel? Uh, let's see what happened later, okay? And, she, and he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. That's wisdom from Daniel. He did not demand his way. He tackled the problem with wisdom and tactfulness. He did not say, you know what, I'm not going to eat. Just, buy, just, just do whatever you want, I'm not going to eat. But he give, he has, God gave him wisdom to know how to handle that situation. Just like how we need wisdom to know how to say no to the world in the most tactful, in the most wise way and loving way. Wisdom from Daniel. And at the, at, the end, at the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance, fatter in flesh than all the youth who ate the king's food, all the meats and juicy stick. Some of you vegetarian. Praise the Lord. You see, there, there you go. The Bible tells us to eat vegetarian so that we can be fatter and all the stuff. For those, um, of course, if you know in the book of Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians, God says, can eat, lah. don't worry, okay? Don't worry, you can eat all the food. Don't need to go to vegetarian. 
But in the olden times, in the, in the life of Daniel, they know that this food that's offered to idols cannot, so they choose to eat vegetables and water. And they will appear to be better, fatter than those who eat steak and drink good wine. Isn't that amazing? How God honour him when he chose to honour God. Miracles happen. And the steward took away their food and the wine and they were to drink and to give them vegetables. Amazing, isn't it? They purpose in his heart. You generally don't experience blessing until you stand up for what you believe is or what you believe in. God honour those whom honor, who honour him. Test proven. There are so many times I want to testify in my life when the world tried to creep into our life and we say no to the world because we are saying yes to Jesus, God honour the step of faith. In our human mind, we may, may, may not understand. We may, may, we may be struggling with the decision or the compromise. But God knows it. God honours it. And God will grant you something even better. In His own wisdom, in His own time, in His own way. Not our way, not our time, not our, our thinking. Blessings comes through obedience in this sense. God honour those who honour Him. When your heart is truly belongs to God, you can go wherever you are placed. You can face any situation and you will be okay. What if my boss, if I don't do this, what, my boss will do this and this. And if, I don't, if I don't creep into my friends, all my friends will be laughing at me. If I don't do this, this will happen. If I don't do that, this will happen. And sometimes we think in the most logical way, but not the biblical way, not the way that God honours, uh, not the way that we want to honour God. Whatever situa situation or circumstance you will be placed in, you will be okay. You can live in the most worldly country, Babylon, full of idolaters, and you'll do fine because even though you are in the world, but yet you are out of the world. Even though you are in the world, but your eyes are fixed in, on Christ. Your eyes are fixed in, on, in heaven, in his kingdom. You see, Daniel's purpose in his heart, in Daniel chapter 1, he will not defile God. And you may think that, ah, it's just one incident, right? But you will see that in Daniel chapter 3, three of his friends continue to purpose in his heart that they, they will not defile God. King Nebuchadnezzar make a statue of himself and ask anyone who does not bow down to worship the idol, him, they will be beheaded, they will be thrown to fiery furnace, they will be thrown to be burned. What did that three friends did? They choose to honour God because they know in the word of God they shall not bow down to any images or gods there is, there's, there's, because there's only one God, that the three friends stand firm in the midst of all the pressures the people are facing and, and, and are challenging them. They stand firm, anchored because of their belief in the word of God, in their Jehovah, because they love and they honour what Christ has done. They have heard stories after stories. They have experienced who God is. They stand firm and not craving to the pressures of the world. And guess what? They have to face certain, certain consequences. They were thrown into the 
fiery burners, fiery furnace. And there was, and when, when, when that happened, the Bible said, they, even though they are burnt, but they are not, they, they, nothing happened to them. Their hair was not burned, their clothes are still attached because there was a fourth person that when King Nebuchadnezzar and the servants were seeing what happened in there, they saw the fourth person. It's not Daniel. He said, the Bible says that it's like a son of man. It is the imagery. It is pre-incarnated Jesus. God was with them when they choose not to compromise with the world and to stand firm. Despite where they are, if God is with you, it doesn't matter whether you craving, whether you, whether you are outcast, whether you are like different from the world. When God is with you, everything will be just fine. And not just in Daniel chapter 3. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel tells us, the king put a decree that you cannot pray to anything, but you can only pray to, pray to their gods and all that stuff. And Daniel says, nope. I will pray to God. I will open my window. I will pray three times because um, that is, that's his belief system. He believes in God and continues to pray. And King Nebuchadnezzar says, oh, you know what? You defile again. You're super tiki. I'm going to do this. I'm going to throw you to the lion's den and the lions will consume you again and again and again. And guess what? When God is with you, nothing can happen because nothing can happen to you because you are in the center of God's will. It is better for us to be in the will of God than to be outside of the will of God. It's better for us to be in the will of God in the stormy area than to be in an area that we are not in the will of God. Even though it may be peaceful, God honors that. And Daniel, you, if you know the story. Daniel stood firm. The lion did not do anything to him. In fact, the lion became his friends. You see, Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel and the three friends purposed in his heart that they will not defile God. They will not defile their body because they want to honor God, they believe in God, and they want to obey God. Isn't that amazing? But guess what? In our life, we face with so many compromises. We give in to so many things in the world. For students, we give in by cheating. We give in by peer pressure. We give in when our friends give us a disgusting text, a dirty image. We give in and we look at it and look at it and we save it and we consume it. And then lo and behold, our young people, I'm not just saying young people, I'm saying in general, they are plagued with many things. In the past, for the young people to to, to partake of, to take, uh, to, in the sense, uh, be engaged in sexual activities, they have to go to a magazine store, for older, older people here, you have to go to a magazine store to buy an indecent uh, magazine so that you can watch it and look at all the dirty things in the magazine and then when your parents find out, you put it in the bag and hide it somewhere. But now, young people, you don't need to go to a place to use money to consume all these dirty sexual things. They can just use their phone. In the middle of the night, when, you, when your parents, your parents are, don't even know, they can just on their, on their iPhone and just open it and watch everything that they want to watch, consume all the things that the world wants to allow them to consume, the dirty thoughts, the dirty things in the phone. Whether it's in movies, YouTube, um, apps, you know it. I don't even want to elaborate it. 
the world has creeped into the church, we have to stand firm. Let's not compromise for young people. Maybe you are not young people. You are businessmen. You are blue collars, white collars, or whatever collars you want to call it. I don't even know what it means. But you, sometimes we make deals. Sometimes we have friends. Sometimes you have, sometimes the world tells you to compromise here and compromise there so that you can earn that deal, so that you can earn that big buck. What do you do when that happens? What do you do when the world tells you it is okay to just, continue, even though you are married, just enjoy the company of the opposite gender. Let someone of the opposite gender be your best friends and share everything to the opposite gender except for your wife. A little compromise here, a little compromise there, a little meet-up, a little chat, a little hardship that you send to the opposite gender beside your wife, it is a slow fate. One will lead to another. Let us not compromise and let us stand firm with what we believe and which we believe is what is right according to the Bible. I believe that one reason why the church of God and this present age and this present moment has so little influence over the world is because the world has so much influence over church and God's people. May God help us all. First, I see the problems that the people, the Daniel and the friends are facing. Second, I see how Daniel and the three friends purpose in his heart to not defile themselves to honour God. Third, I see their promotion. Our call in life is to be faithful to God because God is first faithful towards us. Knowing that in the end, whether on earth or in heaven, no one will ever regret standing for Jesus. Daniel knew that. The friends of Daniel knew that. And guess what God did? And as for these four friends, God gave them wisdom, learning, skills in all literature, wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And at the end, when king has commanded that they shall be brought in, the chief of eunuch brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke to them, and among all of them, none other than Daniel and the three friends, therefore they stood before the king. And in every matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, King Nebuchadnezzar found them ten times better than all the magicians, enchanters, the word in his kingdom. The word ten times means many, many times in, in the language. Many, many times. Better. They choose to eat food that is not offered to idols because they don't want to defile themselves. And they are fatter, they are more wise, they are, they are, they are better in every single way. Why? Because they choose to honour God. And God gave them promotion in a sense. God, they, God, they found favour in the eyes of God. And Daniel was there until the first year of this king. You know, when Daniel made that choice in Daniel chapter 1, he was 16 years old, 15 to 16 years old. He purposed in his heart at a young age that he will not do all these things because he wants to honour God. In Daniel chapter 6, he was about 80 years old. 70 years to 80 years down the road, he still chose to be faithful towards God. Whether you are young or whether you are old, life will be, there will be many, many decisions that you have to make in life. 
some decision that is going to shape you for the rest of your life, like Daniel. Some decision that you're going to make will make you fall. Some decision that you make will draw you closer to God and some decision that you make in your life will draw you away from God and away from the community of God and away from your marriage. What decision will you make? No compromise. And I will end with this um, two, two more illustration. There was a song that I loved when I was young by Casting Crown. The song was Slow Fade. And every time when I look at this song, I was reminded about myself, how I'm prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, feel it. We are all prone to wonder. We are all prone to compromise. And the song says this, be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's the second glance that ties your hand as darkness pulls the string. Be careful, little feet, where you go. For it's the little feet behind you that are sure to follow. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. When flattering leads to compromises, the end is always near. For be careful, little lips, what you say. For empty words and promises leave broken hearts astray. It is a slow fate when you give yourself away. It is a slow fate when black and white, the truth of God, has become, has turned to grey. And thoughts, invades and choices are made. A price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. It is always the slow fate. It is a slow fate. A little compromise here, a little compromise there, and the effects is great. I was reading this illustration. There was this um, redwood, gigantic tree, in California. But one day, this giant tree crumbled and fall on the ground. What happened? How can this majestic tree crumble? Is it because someone cut it open? No. It's because there are little beetles that have creeped into the trees and the little beetle will bite a little trunk, a little trunk, a little root, a little stem, and one day, from the outside, it will still look grand. But one day, it will just crumble because the little, little beetle is eating and rotting from the inside. May God help us all, including myself. We are all prone to wonder. Someone say this, Greg Laurie, show me a person who has fallen from their walk with their God, with the Lord. And I will show you a person who has started making comp compromises in his or her life long ago. May God help us to resolve in our hearts to honour God, to love God because of all the things that Christ has done for us in our life. We are, we, when we lose our wonder, we are prone to wonder. When we lose our sight on Christ, we will put our sight on the world. When we, lose, when we put our faith and hope in Christ, only the world and the things of the world will slowly fade away. My prayer for us and for myself and for the church is that we will take a little step of faith every time when decision comes our way that will draw us away from God. And whenever you are saying no to compromise, you are saying yes 
to Jesus. Every time when I say no to lust, I'm saying yes to Jesus in purity. Every time when I say no to sin, I'm saying yes to Jesus because I want to honour Him. Every time when I say no to stealing, to all kinds of things that you fill in your, your, your blank, every time when you say no to something good or worldly in the eyes of God, you are saying a better thing. You are saying yes to Jesus. My prayer for all of us, for myself again, is that we will learn to say yes to Jesus all the time. My prayer is that whenever God is speaking to us and the Holy Spirit of God is prompting us in our hearts, let's, ye, let's learn to say yes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. Not, let's not quench the Spirit in our hearts. Let's not compromise. You see, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, the world began to fade away. Things in the world that we hold so dearly, it become nothing because we have Christ and we have God. Maybe you ask this question, what if I have fallen? What if I have compromised? And there is this good news. The good news is, God says that your sins can be forgiven. And if you are not a Christian today, I'm pretty sure we have compromises everything because there's no value, there's no system, we're just following the world. And what should I do if I, if, what should I do with all these things that I have done? God says there's forgiveness that can be found in our Lord Jesus Christ. There is, you can be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You can have a new family, you can have a new identity. If you are not a Christian today, my plea with you is to go and investigate about our Lord Jesus Christ. He is someone that we hold dearly to because of what He has done on the cross 2,000 years ago. He went to the cross because of our sins. He went to the cross because all the compromises that we did in our life or we have not done. All these sins, He bore on the cross because He loves you and because He wants to redeem you. And if you are a Christian today, Maybe there are compromises that you have made yesterday, the day before, a years ago, and it's still creeping you and, and, and you have no peace and no guilt and, and you have no peace and, and, and you're just feeling guilty over and over again. I want to tell you something. There, the Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in our Lord Jesus Christ. You are free. God saved you from the penalty of sin, but at the same time, God has saved you from the power of sin. Now, you have the power to say no because you have the Holy Spirit in you empowering you to live a victorious Christian life because of all that Christ has done for us in our life. When we say no to something, we are saying yes to Jesus. Wherever you are, for myself, I'm speaking this to myself, I have compromises in my life before and I have to repent and I have to ask God to forgive me and I have to believe that God still loves me the same and then I will obey Him over and over and over again. This cycle repeat in my life. Repent, believe, obey. Repent, believe, obey. I repent of my sin because I want to turn to Christ. I believe that God still loves me and God wants to use me and I turn to Him. And not just that, I choose to obey Him over and over and over again. No compromise. Let's bow with a word of prayer. A lot has been said. Some hearts are stirred. The Holy Spirit of God is working. You feel uncomfortable. 
because I believe that God is working in your heart in a certain area of your life. I do not know what, but I know that God knows. And I pray that you would deal with God, wrestle with God, give in to God because that is the sweetest thing ever. God, we want to commit everyone in this place under your hands, those that are on Zoom, on YouTube, online. God, ultimately, we, are, we want to obey you. We want to love you because we are redeemed people. We are forgiven people. We are adopted by your Son. We are now having a new identity. We are a new creation because of Christ. God, help us not to live the way of the world. Help us not to live the way of our old life because now you have given us a new life, a new purpose, a new desire to love you, to honour you. God, forgive us as individuals. Forgive us as a church that we compromise in so many ways, in so many times. God, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask that you give us a revival in our hearts that we will that we will run away from sin and to run to our Lord Jesus Christ. God, will you help us all? God, we want to pray for those that are not safe in, this midst, in, in our midst. God, will you do a work in their hearts, stir their hearts to know that there is only one true God. Just like Daniel and, and the three friends, they know that there is one true God and they worship and to bow down to their only one true God, Jehovah God. God, we want to pray for your people that we will stand firm. Even when the world asks us to crave in, when the world's pleasures and the pressures of the world come into our hearts, what will you allow us to stand firm, anchored in the cross, on the cross, on the, our salvation, that we will lean to the Spirit's leading and not lean to our own flesh. God, help us all. We are all prone to wonder, God, but we know that you have the power to give us victorious Christian life. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for watching. Remember to subscribe for our latest updates. You may also want to tune in to our Facebook Live sessions every Sunday morning at 9am for our worship services. We hope you will be part of a faithful, Bible-believing gospel community that you may be loved and cared for and discipled therein. And we hope that these messages, these resources that we put up will serve as spiritual vitamin supplements to your spiritual diet. God bless.